Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Bath Indie. I'm your host Sharice and on this week's show we're going to be talking to a lovely lady who does textiles and jewellery making and is on her own independent travel through Bath. So I'd love to welcome Eloise Roberts. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm really good. Thank you so much for coming on. That's all right. It's very exciting. Yeah, first podcast. Yeah. I love podcast. I love that I'm taking so many podcasts for dinner. Yeah. (laughs) It's the world we live in. It is actually. And I actually listen to podcasts all the time. So you can add this to my part of one. Yes. I love it. So for all my lovely listeners, give me a little rundown of I know who you are and I know what you do because I love looking at all your things on Instant, on Etsy. But give me a little rundown of who you are and what you do. Well, I'm Eloise. I um, I live in Bath. I've grown up around Bath. I grew up in Bradford Haven. And uh, more recently, I've been making jewellery. So I am a textile designer. I've been working in textiles for far too long uh, probably over 10 years now which is actually quite scary I now sell jewellery online and I'm starting to sell some textile products I've already um, been selling textiles in the industry for a while Um, I've been working with brands and also I sell textile swatches which goes to the high street and fashion houses and um, factory mills so yeah that's a bit about me I love it so textiles because I remember when I was back in school and I did a textile yeah. class and I was utterly shocked <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was like yeah I'm gonna be a fashion designer so I literally did like a thing at school and a thing at college and I was like this is totally me and then I was like this is super hard. So uh, backed straight out of it. Give me a little rundown on textiles. Because like, does that cover like a huge brand of sort of loads of different elements? Or are you kind of, like you said, you've been in it quite a while. So have you managed to kind of home in on what you love? Yeah, so it, yeah. I mean, I remember textiles at school. And I did like it because I've always been creative and I like making. But it definitely wasn't something I was looking to continue as an adult and there are lots of different types of textiles so it is quite general and I do find when people ask you know if if I try and say I'm a printed textile designer which I am their eyes glaze over which is fair (laughs) enough um basically from school I went on to do a foundation art and design course which was probably one of the best years of education I had I absolutely didn't want to do textiles because I didn't want to you know, just make products on the sewing machine. And I was really into drawing. And then um, my tutor at the time said, do you know that you can actually use that within textiles? I never wanted to do fine art um, or painting. And um, I didn't understand what she meant. And she basically said, you know, if you have a patterned wallpaper or, you know, flowers on a dress or something, that's all to do with textiles. So you can become a printed textile designer. So I went to London and went to a few art exhibitions and decided that that was the route I wanted to take and then went on to study that at uni. From there, from uni, I learned about silkscreen printing and obviously now the world is changing and there's a lot more digital printing. Um, Mm. So that's what I do. I I create, if I'm doing it for other people, I'll create um, like a repeat pattern or something. Like people can basically buy the fabric and then make their own products from it. So they can make a dress or they can 
if they wanted to they can make wallpaper and within my own you know business I mean I continue to make uh designs for other people but I want to actually make some of my own products with my own prints on rather than doing it specific to someone else's brief that's um it's a broad spectrum like you said but um things like print design and things like that I can only imagine you're sat there with one of those um (laughs) you know like those iPad tablets and they have the really cool like yeah people like draw on the graphic apps and I think god I wish I was looking (laughs) in like a coffee shop when they're like designing something for one of those like big iPads I'm like is you know would you is it more you go pen to paper or pencil to paper or are you kind of like you've had to adjust with like digital so now you're sort of designing on um, I actually do a bit of both I um you know it depends yes. what I want to create I I was so I would say when I studied it was definitely more um done by hand that is a slower process but it's something I'm definitely glad I learned because if I you know I think it's a good skill to have to be able to do it by hand I think it's a different quality to on the computer and sometimes you need the computer so I uh, you know it just depends what the customer wants but I'll paint I'll draw I'll draw directly into the computer um, the sort of yeah. look I want um, yeah it just depends on on how I decide to start a project really um, but you know you can see that there are people you know I can see designers now that much prefer using the computer and I can see people that I know that don't really like using the computer at all and I don't think that there's a right or wrong way to do it it's just the type of look you want to give yeah but it is amazing what you can do on the computer yeah it's like technology is just nuts and like you said it's probably so good that you learn like to do it all the original way yeah. or say but like because then you can just adapt like I mean I'm sure there's people out there like younger people who are learning now and they're they could be probably going straight to digital that will never have that kind of creativeness just to pick up something like a paintbrush or a pen I mean I'm sure they will because they're if you're in that field you're probably super creative but yeah it just seems like it's good that you've had that base and then you can just like yeah definitely I think um you know I know people that when they started in textiles they didn't use the computers at all um, and they're quite nervous to use the computers. I think I was quite lucky that I was sort of in a transition, I suppose, where digital printing yeah. was a thing, but it wasn't really yeah. used that readily. You know, something that I've always found um, being creative and trying to work in a creative industry is that, you know, you it's very competitive and it's quite hard to find an avenue to either sell your work or to actually become employed, especially if you live yeah. somewhere um you know there isn't a huge city like really I think you're often directed to London if you want to work in design um so you you need to adapt to work for other small businesses if you don't want to be in London and I've definitely found that when I've been trying to you know when I first started out I would really try and um say I had a particular skill base for that job and um I've worked in quite varied jobs and I always downplayed the other skills from the other jobs because I thought it sort of weakened, you know, my, I suppose, skill base for the the specific job I was applying to. And actually, you know, now looking back on it all, it's made me a much more versatile designer. So, you know, trying to be able to design straight on the computer or draw on the computer using different platforms, it's, it's all those things are just really good. 
And that is something I would say to anyone that wants to start in the creative industry, just take on those experiences because you never know when someone will want that skill. Yeah, sure. Though I suppose the more sort of you've got in your back pocket is so useful. Like you said, being independent and not necessarily being in a massive city. I mean, how is Bath? Because Bath's like what? A small yeah, city. I, I think when I came back from uni, um, you know, I did a bit of traveling. Uh, I definitely wanted to work in textiles and I, I really found that I was probably going to have to move away to do it. And I found it because um, I suppose, you know, printed textiles is a bit more specific. I found it quite hard to find places to work. And I was so in the mindset that I needed so much experience and I needed to fit in this like super small category. And um, actually yeah. I didn't. And once I started exploring other avenues and other people approached me about different work, you know, that I was more adaptable. And then you can, you know, you th- I think you think I need to go and be employed by someone. And actually you don't necessarily. I was fortunate that I was employed in a, in a graphic studio, but they had a surface pattern um, side to their business. So I ran that for a few years. And then that's when I decided to go out and freelance. You know, I was lucky that Bristol's quite nearby, it's quite arty. I think Bath is, um, you know, I think more and more independents are coming out of Bath. I think people in general are looking, and maybe it's because I was more naive to the world, I don't know, but I definitely think a few years ago there wasn't as much independent work going on and you, you wanted to be working for like a big company, whereas now I think you can work for smaller companies. So I think when I started, if someone had said, would you have been better off in London? Yes, I probably would. But if someone from Bath said to me now, you know, should I go to London? I'd say no, you know, explore what's around you. And, yeah, and you don't yeah, necessarily and need that. Actually, if you can work somewhere here and uh, work for smaller is then everyone is so supportive of each other, you know, independent businesses. That Actually, it's been a really yeah. positive thing. Everything I have done and achieved has been through, you know, people I know, and people that work in the creative industry around here. So I went to Bristol, I started freelancing for a studio, a textile studio in Bristol, um, but they sold all around Europe, around America and Canada. And then I met lots of people through that. And then, you know, recently I've done a project for Babilis, uh, administrations for, um, they brought out a new cordless straightener and there's a design group um, called DGI in Bath who did the packaging and they asked me to illustrate their logo so you just never know what's going to come up and I think you know when you first start out you look for these job opportunities and I'd say just go for it just to try and introduce yourself to as many people as possible and just take on projects because you just never know what you'll like and what you'll yeah. enjoy and where it will take you. Yeah that's a really interesting point because I know I mean, when I was at uni and I was doing theatre and film, it's very much in that industry, it's fairly similar. And I had a lot of friends that were in the arts industry and things like that. And, you know, as you're leaving uni, it's this kind of like, okay, I must go to this big city where the shining lights are and try and become an actress. And it's almost like that possibility of just getting swallowed. Um, so it's kind of like actually if I mean a lot of my friends did move there and I sort of made the decision no I want to stay in Bath and explore avenues and and you're so right where it's like just like see what you have on your doorstep or like meet people around here because a lot of the time it's a smaller industry but it's more 
even though it's competitive I suppose it's more like you said yeah definitely and I think now um you know you you definitely look on like Instagram or Etsy and people selling the same products are really supportive of each other you know like I have um, been fortunate enough that in my career um I have been able to work with the high street so you know I don't dislike the high street but also you know there seems to definitely be much more people want an individual product people want things handmade and I think there was a time when everything had to be absolutely perfect and now people like that it's done by hand and you can see those small imperfections or changes uh, that the hand will bring rather than everything just being made by a machine and um, I think because of that you know when you do your own stuff you um you know you do your own marketing you're you're an accountant bookkeeper you're your own photographer you you have to do the lot and it's really you know quite hard to do you're trying to sell a product that you know I like to think that my um stuff is affordable um, but it needs to cover everything you're doing and then once yeah, you do all that you then have to put yourself out there on social media and say look this is something I created and I'm hoping that you know you might like to buy it and it's quite vulnerable to do that and then have the support of other people yeah, is just huge you know there's other people that are doing maybe selling the same thing as you but they've been through that journey too so actually they're like you know good for you well done for doing that and um, I think that's a really nice thing. And it's particularly around here, you know, people now are looking to shop locally. Um, you can hear the story yes, behind yeah. people then and you know where it's come from. And, you know, people are more approachable. So. Yeah, of course. And like you said, you know, there's one thing like if you have a pattern that's on something that's being sold on the high street, that must be a really proud moment for you. Yeah, though. yeah. And no, sure. it is it is great. Um quite often in my work, some I might know something that's gone to a shop and I don't necessarily know what, what it's gonna go on. And sometimes Oh wow, so you literally design yeah. the print. Yeah, almost, just the pattern the... and then you know, they could yeah. put it on a jacket or leggings or swimwear, and you don't know. Have you ever gone into a shop yes. and you've seen your print? Yeah. <gasps> I actually so get exciting. really awkward um, and embarrassed. <laughs> I'm, everyone's like, oh, isn't that great? Look, you know, you can see your design. And um, I actually, there was one um, design in anthropology, and my partner, Tom, isn't that one of yours and I said no don't be silly and I walked off and he said no it is come and look at it I was like no it's not and I went over and I was like okay it is and he was like look at it and I was like can we leave now and he was like why why do you want to leave and I was like I don't know I've just got really embarrassed I don't want to stand there and be like hey I designed this everyone look at me oh my god we're so opposite I'd literally be like everybody (laughs) in the shop stop Look what I Yeah, my mum did drag me in there and was trying to get a picture of me next to it and I was like, stop. And also, if I was Tom, just for balance, I'd buy everything I've seen with your design on it. So you just filled the house with like... Just throw patterns. Oh, I'd love that. No, it's fun. I did, we saw um, one of my friends at Glastonbury saw a girl with my backpack and he started shouting at her and I think she thought he was going to try and steal her backpack and he's like no I just want to tell you that that girl designed it and she turned around and I had gone because I was dancing at a stage and you couldn't find me yeah so. 
Oh my god, that's brilliant. Yeah, see, yeah, I'd be like Tom. I'd be like, ah, that's amazing. You were a little I bit think, more Yeah, I don't know. I think when I started, I was like, I'd love to see my work in the shop. I think it's just a surreal moment, I think. And um, you know, yeah, it's just yeah. I don't know, it's weird. I think you see other people's designs on stuff and you think that's amazing. And when I almost wish I could see my designs on a product and sort of forget the process I look at it with fresh eyes and can actually see it as a maybe an outsider would yeah yeah sure whereas you're like the pain yeah. that brought me yeah. that image <laughs> I love it so you've gone yeah you've so I'm doing, that, doing well. that I am um, so I yeah. went back to college and just as a hobby really um I always wanted to do jewellery I've always been interested in jewellery and it was actually something that I thought I would go on and study um and I think just my love for drawing sort of led me um to textiles when I was younger but I've always enjoyed making things um and you know with textiles you are drawing but a lot of it now as we mentioned is digital so you draw things and yes, you yeah. see it on the fabric at the end, but you might send off a digital file and then it comes back on the fabric. Um, and sure. so I like, you know, being hands-on and um, I've always liked jewelry. And then I decided to go to college and do a jewelry course um, with no, I didn't really think I would go in and start a business. I didn't necessarily think I'd sell anything. I just thought, I feel like um, doing something new and learning something else. And I don't know, you know, I I didn't know where it would go. I suppose I just thought I might learn to make a bit of jewellery for myself. Um, And then I just absolutely loved it. I loved going back and learning. Um, I loved being with other creatives. Um, And I I I just love that you have a blank canvas and then you can you know get some materials build something and then at the end of it you've actually got a product uh, I always love that when yeah you know you go into a shop and you see anything that you could have in your home and I think like how was that made and I'd love to have been able to produce that and someone must have produced it in some form or another um so I think to sure. have a piece of metal and then at the end you've got something that you wear that you consider you know to be beautiful fashionable I just find that really exciting so I loved going off to college at the start and then coming back at the end of the day and having something that I was suddenly wearing um I loved that so um and then luckily quite a few of my friends seemed to like it as well um and they decided you know they kept saying can you make us stuff and so I was making more and more pieces for family and friends um or if I maybe made myself like a new pair of earrings and then I'd wear them out and then they'd see them and they wanted them. So, um, oh, it's like yeah, no, it's good. And, you know, especially having such supportive friends because, you know, normally yeah. your friends should support you anyway. So then you think, well, are they just saying that? But then yeah. to bump into them and they are actually wearing your earrings and stuff is like, well, actually, they must quite like it because they didn't know I was going to be there. Um, and I like them yeah sure I know that every time Jesse there was a point where um our mutual friend Jesse used to come into the hotel 
And they'd be like, oh, I love your earrings. Where are they from? She's like, Eloise made them. And it was just so funny because every time she'd come in with a new pair and I'm like, oh, I love those earrings. Where are they from? She'd be like, Eloise made them. I'm like, girl, you've got every design. Yeah, I think she actually is my biggest fan. Or maybe her mum. But um, no, it's really nice because... I think if you just start gifting things to people that you've made, there's always that worry that they're going to be like, oh, like, you know, when uh, when Phoebe makes the nice <laughs> pictures for Rachel and Monica and they're both like, how do we get rid yeah. of it? Um, so I think you always worry yeah. about that. And um, so when I decided, I actually decided to start selling during the first lockdown. And it actually wasn't really because we're in lockdown. I'm still designing, I can work from yeah. home, um, but just slowly over the year I've been building up equipment and I was able to do it from home yeah. and I thought, you know what, I'll just put some pieces on Instagram, I'll make five pieces of each of them and then if people want them, they can buy them and they all sold, so then I thought, you know, I'll actually, wow. you know, I had already thought about if they did sell, what would I do um, and that's when I opened my Etsy shop um, and then how is it on Etsy because Etsy is amazing for like anything handmade anything independent yeah it's, it's a great well platform. it's really good I, I really didn't know whether to try and do it on my own website or use Etsy because like you said if you want something handmade mm. you know I certainly go on there and have a look at if I want something yeah. um and I know a lot of other people do so um, and it's good when you're learning because you can go and open this shop and it gives you prompts, you know, do you want um, a different colour option? Do you want a different size option? And um, if you're not used to building a website and stuff, that's so helpful that you've got that platform. Um, there is, you know, all different marketing tools on there and you can pay to promote and everything else. And I've been a little, I suppose, quiet to begin with on it. Um, I've just been sort of yeah. trying to figure out how I want the shop to look and make sure I've got the products I'm happy with. Sure. Um, and I've actually just recently linked it up to my Instagram, which took far too long, yeah. but um, I'm glad I've done it. <laughs> um, but it is good. Yeah. And I think, again, it's one of those things when you go on there, you can see a lot of other people that are in the same boat. So again, you feel like part of a community. If, if you just start your own website from scratch, it'd probably be a bit more daunting. But also, it's almost like, I mean, a lot of these websites, yes, they take commission. Yes, they, you know, do X, Y and Z. But for someone that's beginning and starting out with, you know, a beautiful product that they've put all of their effort and their time and their love into, yeah. they have a massive audience already. So it's like, it's hard because it's like, yes, having your own website is such an achievement and it's a real goal and step for some people but also it's like you're almost taking away that kind of like anxiety or that worry because you know your product straight away is going somewhere where they have a catalogue of millions of people you know going through that yeah exactly and also you day, you know so. you can go on there and you can see you know different phrases people use you know hashtag is like a huge thing now and I hate coming up with hashtags you know, I feel like, okay, well, I've got, I use silver and I make jewellery. And actually you go on there and you see, you know, different yeah. um, phrases people use to promote their work or, and it just, I think every time, you know, I'm quite lucky. I like shopping and 
part of research for my work is to go yeah. shopping and you're just sort of broadening I think yourself and your imagination when you see other things and um so yeah. I mean and I I did shop on Etsy before so um and I don't you know yeah. I'm sure there's pros and cons to both but I know that it has enabled a lot of people I know to build their business um and I think yes. Instagram in that way as well for me it's um I obviously I'm a very visual person so I love that things can be photographed it was sure. really for me important to be able to link my Instagram to my Etsy shop because I personally am always scrolling on Instagram yeah. um and if there is a product I want to see it I want to know how much it is where it's come from um yeah, so I think they're good and I like that Etsy you can actually see the location you can see where it's from you can filter so it's from the same country if you want yeah. you know I, I think it's it is good that it has all of that yeah <laughs> yeah love a bit of Etsy so when you are shopping for research what do you look for in a consumer like what would you be your sort of like I think what, it's yeah, all about um the packaging really you know like how do they display themselves like anthropology I know that well I think that they have different um you know for each of their different shops I think they have a local person that actually creates their displays in their windows um and I just you know every time I walk past there I want to see what's in the window. I want to see how they've displayed it. And, you know, those things aren't always for sale. I remember in Bath, they had this huge whale hanging. Um, and I just, so I suppose yeah. it's all about that. I mean, obviously you want good customer service um, and you want the people to be approachable. Yeah. But if you're shopping and you buy something, for me, you know, I... I want it to almost be like a present to myself. I want it to come in nice packaging, uh, come in a nice bag. Um, yeah. If you're getting something through the post, if you've bought on Etsy, do you have a little thank you card in there? You know, you, you could very easily with, say with selling my jewelry, obviously when I decided, right, I'll sell some earrings, then I need them to be able to get to the buyer. I need yeah. them to get there safely. So they're gonna have to go in some form of a box um but actually you know I want that box to look nice and I want them to open the package the outside packaging has to be okay for wear and tear in transit but once you open it it's you know it's a piece of jewelry it's something nice to be worn does it look nice inside and so I suppose that's something that will always catch my eye and excite me when you know when I I find somewhere new to shop it's looking at those things and things like that on Instagram when the especially an independent yeah. shop can put a bit behind the scenes of how they're making it or how they're packaging it for you I find that really exciting yeah yeah I am like the buyer's dream where like if it's all like color coordinated and you know when you go yeah. to a shop and you go to the skincare and it's like color coordinated. yeah you know, I've got to get the same of everything because yeah. the packaging's written. <laughs> do you know what I mean I'm such a sucker for like looking at a visual and being like yeah I really like that I might not need it and, it and so also pretty. I think so you know nice. you might not need it but doesn't it make you feel like happy afterwards like it is retail therapy That's so good I'm sure my partner Tom would disagree I with me it. because yeah. he thinks I'm right too much but <laughs> <laughs> my credit card would disagree with me 
Oh, I love it. So what do you actually offer now? Because I know you started with earrings and they are so beautiful. But I actually just seen... Yeah, so I've been looking into gold for a while. Um, So I I started out wanting to use like a precious metal like silver, but solid gold is actually much more expensive. And since um, COVID-19, it's actually gone up in price. And I want, you know, my stuff to be quite affordable and to have a piece of solid gold... It's just such an expensive um, piece of jewellery by the end. So um, I've been looking into gold plating and brass. So I've just started making some brass earrings. um, And where I can, I want to have most of my silver products in a gold option, whether it's uh, gold plated or brass. Um, And I've actually just started um, putting together some metal care instructions because obviously all these things can tarnish especially brass but it is um something that you can clean up so I've just been thinking about that how um it can last as you know long as possible for the buyer um because you know I I like wearing jewelry and I wear it all the time um I am guilty of wearing it in the shower and when I put my perfume on and stuff and things like that does tarnish the metal but (laughs) it can be brought back to life so it's just thinking about I suppose that once that you know person has bought something that hopefully they really like and cherish that it will last them so I'm doing that and um, I have mainly done earrings but I've started necklaces and um, yeah the tea which I've seen the tea thank you yeah I really like them Um, I've got some others that I have designed but I haven't put online yet and want to do some more personalized necklaces and um I've also designed rings which I know quite a lot of my friends are after and I'm trying to get I'm trying to figure out the best way to sell sizes because obviously rings they need to be able to fit you so that is something in the pipeline but I'm also um you know hopefully soon going to be having some textile products so I think when I started yeah. with the jewellery and actually deciding to sell it, I could categorise it as a different business to my textiles as, as freelance. And um, sure. I was really worried about coming out and saying, you know, I sell jewellery because anyone that's followed my Instagram knew I did textiles. So that comes across as very confusing. And as I mentioned yeah. before, when you're quite a jobs, you want to say, I'm all about this skill base. And how do you like it's confusing maybe to say I do jewellery and I do textiles and I think through education I've always found that you have to put yourself in this box and actually I don't think you do creative people are creative and they aren't just necessarily creative in one field like you know I really like cooking I know a lot of creative people that like cooking that doesn't mean they're a chef um so I started I thought well I'm just gonna not worry about how I market myself with textiles and I'm going to try and sell some jewellery. And then I thought, well, actually, why do I just have to sell jewellery? I've been working in textiles for over 10 years and I do like working for other people. I like working to their brief and I think it makes me a better designer. But the opportunity for me to come out and make a design that I actually, I have designed it until the end product and something that I can like and hopefully other people like them Um, so next year the plan is to start just a few homeware pieces 
something I've always wanted to do is uh, pajamas. So. Oh, I would love that. I've actually asked James for some pajamas. Yeah, but I think it's such a nice thing because you don't really want to buy pajamas for yourself. But how good is it when you put on some nice pajamas? It's only annoying. Oh my god, it's so yeah, nice. It's only annoying. I didn't do it a year ago her. when we spent the whole year at home. But you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would have been the perfect. It's okay. We never know what's. Yeah, happening. I mean, fingers we crossed, we're allowed out, pajamas, but so. hopefully, people still enjoy that time at home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. So I'm going to ask you. As we're sort of closing up, I'm going to ask you, who is your favourite? That's such in a horrible question. <laughs> no, it's the worst. I, know, I actually feel like now. I've just been asked, like, you know, name your desert island discs. And how do I name them now when it might change yeah. in the future? Um, <laughs> no. You can never change. Um, no, I'm joking. I, can, can I pick two? Yes, you can pick two. I'm finding that no one can really pick one. Well, I think the good thing is, you know, through your podcast, we'll all learn more because the hard thing with independence is actually getting people to know you because you're not this huge brand. Um, Yeah. But also independent covers a lot of genres, really. So, I mean, I have to mention they are actually a friend, but I love their work, um, Twofold Print Studio, um, you'll find them on Instagram and their Etsy page is by um, a lovely lady called Phoebe Phillips um, and her Etsy is Phoebe Phillips Designs and she does um, uh, like screen prints so things for your walls she also does t-shirts and pin badges and they're quite witty and just some of them are really beautiful and they're just yeah just really nice prints um, nice. she's done a lot of new ones recently and I recently bought a new house, so I'm going to definitely be having some of them on the walls. So, yeah, yeah, yeah do they? Like her stuff is really out. lovely, and she screen prints them all locally, which is also really nice. Um, and the other person oh. I've actually come across recently is Sleepy Joe Bath. Um, they do a lot of uh, sleepwear, and they're independent they they I think they worked in sleepwear before and they um now started their own business and they um they've actually started selling to shops like Liberty so that you know they're doing really really well um and it's nice I think to see that you like on their Instagram they still mention Bath and I think it's really nice someone that's obviously doing well for themselves and they're in a like huge shop like Liberty um but they're from Bath you know shout out to yeah. Bath mm. yeah love that and that is what it's all about isn't it that's uh I love that so I'm gonna get you to pass on both of those um suggestions to me after this so yeah. I can go and <laughs> spend lots of money because I'm terrible at, at the moment speaking to loads of people and then I go onto their Instagrams and then I go onto their I know, like, I know Jesus, I just love it all and I don't even have my own house. I'm <laughs> renting. So my house is just getting filled with just Yeah, but it's always nice to surround yourself with like, And I always think you can take them with you. you know? I just, I do think, um, yeah, you know, exactly. Bath is getting more and more exciting for that. And like Walcott Street is, yeah, 
yeah really nice and it is oh, so I cool. definitely feel happier when I have spent my money with an independent because I know how much that person like how much it means to that person so um yeah I mean yeah sure yes it does we all spend a lot of money but yeah it's good yeah yeah <laughs> it's good money we like it <laughs> anyway no, thank that's you right. thank so you. much for coming on Eloise I've really really enjoyed talking to you and I'm going to make sure all of your links for your Etsy and your Instagram are all with this podcast so all the lovely listeners please check out her store the jewellery is amazing and it will definitely be perfect for Christmas gifts. Um, thanks again to all my lovely listeners. Please rate, follow, review us on Spotify and Apple. I can't wait to invite you back to another episode of Bath Indie. But for this week, thank you.